we are just a week away from wwdc you know what that means yeah you probably know every time we wait for tons of rumors and gossips to come out what are we going to hear what softwares are going to come up how the hardware is going to be like but sadly apple is very smart and coy that way and we rarely get the rumors that we're looking for however you cannot miss this episode because we've gotten some amazing leaks like literally a couple of minutes ago and i can't wait to share them with you guys hello and welcome to the igeeks blog show I'm your host Harshanki and in today's episode we're going to be talking about some last minute rumors and leaks about WWDC. I know you are as excited as I am cuz trust me be it Twitter, Reddit, all the rumor mongers that we know we have been following them blindly and sadly this time majority of them have turned out to be super diplomatic but trust me we have busted our asses to get to the bottom of this and have some solid i can't say verified but rock solid rumors which i'm going to discuss with you in the episode as we move forward but before that you don't forget to connect with us on our social media channels and follow us and leave us your feedbacks there we're going to be talking about iOS 16 iPadOS 16 macOS 13 m2 and a surprise hardware that we have been hearing for a very 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 long time and hopefully would now see it out in like a week from now all right so wwdc every year is the worldwide developers conference and this year is going to be held from june 6 to june 10th june 6 being the keynote followed by other releases in the coming 3 days it's going to be a virtual event this year as well now you know every so i got a, i got this one really interesting message and that reminds me to discuss it with you guys because that was a valid point to be honest that uh, what exactly is wwdc right so what happens is that this conference is done a quarter or nearly two quarters before the hardware like the products are brought into the market because when you want to use the products no you would need certain applications to sustain the product you would need certain applications to install in the products right or even the apps that you are used to should be compatible to the new technologies and that is why we have the software releases much before the product comes into picture so that the developers get enough time to test these softwares for you guys and we have the latest devices with like the latest softwares and stuff and this is why we have worldwide developers conference in june every year whereas we see the iphone and the macbook releases towards the end of the year that is september or november and you know in the coming months uh this is a very beautiful explanation of wwdc right and this brings me to the first discussion which most of us have been super excited about that is ios 16 iOS 16 is as much as I want to see a couple of design changes a lot of rumor mongers have confirmed that it's going to look just the same to iOS 15 not major changes out there which is a little upsetting a little saddening uh but there are going to be a lot of usability changes okay and the most important feature like this feature has been discussed trending on twitter for a very long time is always on display or the aod feature as the name suggests aod feature is something that is like 
going to keep the screen on the whole time, right? It's pretty self-explanatory. There's nothing to add there. But here's a fun fact that you did not know about AOD. The technology was introduced by Nokia on the 6303 handsets. And later, a few of Nokia's smartphones, including the Nokia Lumia Windows handsets, featured AOD. Now, over the years, nearly all the smartphone brands have adopted the technology. And if recent reports are to be considered, with the new iPhone 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max, Apple would also join the league of companies offering AOD. Now, the problem with AOD is that, see, the screen is going to remain on for a very long time, right? It's going to remain on like as much as you want it to be, which is going to cause battery drain. So that is something Apple has to deal with. Uh, we've heard it is reducing the frequency to one hertz to see how it works out. Okay. This is something that even Mark Gurman has confirmed. We still are not clear if they're going to use the LTPO display. Yeah, we're still not clear if they're going to be using the LTPO display because that is why they introduced the LTPO displays in the older iPhone, right? I mean, iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max came up with those screens. Actually, a lot of people had commented on having uh, always on display in the previous launch of iPhones only, but that did not come out. However, they gave us these screens, right? They gave us the display, which means it has to come out in this iPhone that is 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max, which makes it pretty certain that iOS 16 is going to have support for always on display, which is a good news in itself because all the companies in the world, majority of the companies in the world have already had this technology, though you face a couple of minor issues, right? Battery drainage and stuff. So I guess that will be dealt with and taken care of. And let's see how that turns out. Now, the feature multitasking is going to get some major updates. They're going to have some good things, probably some changes on the screen. Home screen is going to get some changes. Um, more widgets are going to come up. Also heard, I've, I've read. Now, I don't have an opinion on this particular rumor, but I found it really amusing that they're going to have wallpapers and widgets uh, combined in some way. I'm not sure what that is going to be, but... Uh, Widgets, the wallpapers would function like widgets. Yeah, that is what I read. I'm not sure to what extent is this rumor true, but if it is true, boy, it's going to be really fascinating to see, right? Other than that, we don't have much confirmations on what technologies or what new additions would we be seeing. Mark Gurman, Minchiko, John Presser, everyone. John Presser hasn't commented. Mark Gurman, Minchiko, everyone has agreed to these thingies and I've only uh, discussed this when it comes to iOS 16. Apart from this, we know certain features that are going to come out because Apple has already made an announcement for it uh, beforehand, I guess on 17th or 18th of May. Uh, it revealed features that used machine learning to assist with door detection, physical and motor accessibility, live captions and things like that. So we already know these things, but other than that, I know there are going to be plethora of other options that are just going to blow our mind off. Sadly, this is all the information we have about iOS 16. Talking about the next important software release for the event, macOS. Now we know they're going to release a new OS, right? That is why they do WWDC every year. Sadly, the only thing that I could verify at this point from my sources was that it is going to be named Mammoth. Other than that, I don't think we have any substantial rumor there when I talk about macOS. 
it's going to be mac os 13 no depending on the numerology that apple has been following or if they decide to change then they may call it something different but they have trademarked uh, this mammoth thingy no so this is what makes me believe that okay it's going to be labeled as mammoth and then let's see how it turns out tvos nothing major changes in tvos we might hear a thing or two and a uh, little bit of upscaling not that much just a little bit tiny upscaling and that should do the job right Watch OS, however, has a lot of interesting things going on. Oh, okay. Here's a fun fact. Okay, I did not discuss this with you when I was talking about iOS 16. So, uh, Series 5 has this technology that can help improvise the battery drainage of always-on display. Okay, Apple Watch Series 5, and we're going to be putting that technology. Now, I am not that. Bigger tech person to understand, but they're going to be using that technology, or uh, maybe that softwares, to deal with the the battery drainage issue and reducing the frequency of certain lights because you don't need the entire thing to be lit up the entire time. You need the certain parts, and that is going to be used from Series Five to iPhone to achieve uh, always on display. And then we also have something being used from iPhone to Watch OS Nine. We also have something used to iPhone to Watch OS nine to achieve something that Watch OS nine is going to need. This is very fascinating. Okay? Can you guess what the feature is? If you can, just help the listeners understand what is going to be this feature. But I can just say it, right? It's going to be the low power mode. Okay, so to further reduce and increase the efficiency of the device and low power, Watch OS is going to use iPhone's technology to achieve this target. And this is like a like a nice collaboration within the team, right? Because iPhone Watch, like OS, just iOS Watch OS are just exchanging things amongst each other to come out as the best versions of themselves, and I just love it. I you can you can sense the happiness from my voice. I just love this fact, and I've been hung upon this fact and rumor to turn out true in real life. But let's see how that goes. Now here's my favorite favorite theory for WWDC. Okay, and correct me if I'm wrong. M2 is going to be introduced for sure. You cannot add a further extension to M1, and Apple has already announced that uh, M1 has had all its successors. Which means you're going to have M2 in the market. So if this year we're going to see a new chipset being introduced, then it has to be M2, owing to M1 being pretty much exhausted, right? Now, the one thing I can confirm at this point is going to have a five nanometer chip. And other than that, there are a lot of things. I'm just going to put uh, on the screen. So for those of you all who are watching, you can just read it from the screen. And uh, it is going to have an eight-core CPU. So current speculation is that M2 is going to have a five-nanometer chip with an eight-core CPU, which is similar to the M1 models, but it will just improvise the time speed somehow. Uh, it is anticipated that there could be a bigger move on the GPU also, uh, shifting from seven-core and eight-core versions for the M1 in favor of the nine and the ten-core versions. Now this is. Something to look forward to, right? Really exciting. If you own uh, M1 Max or M1 Ultra, and you might wonder that is it the right time to introduce M2? Should they shouldn't they be waiting for a little more time to do that? See, this is going to be the first version of M2, right? So they are obviously going to be successors Max Pro and Ultra and M2 as well. So you don't have to be worried as such. Let's wait for the first version to come out and then make your decision wisely. 
this is what happened with me i got m1 the moment it was introduced in the market and then when the successes came out i kind of was like feeling sad because i had already spent a lot of money in this and i didn't want to upgrade immediately so i'm not going to go for m2 right away i'm going to wait for the successes to come out before switching my device i am doing this because i have an m1 already okay i don't have a max or an ultra but if you want to do it you do you you just go for it if you're interested and if that makes you happy although my advice would be just to wait now here's the part that really excites me okay what happens is now try and understand this wwdc has really been an event where we have seen products come in and hardly a couple of years maybe two or three years that a physical product was launched in this event apart from the software updates now we know that there are nearly 10 macs uh, which are being worked upon uh, for m2 to be functional in them and if m2 chipset is being introduced in wwdc which means you need to have the hardware that can support the chipset right so now there are two ways to there's only one way that no there no there's no other way there's just this one way to go about it that if you have a new chipset being introduced which means you are going to need a device capable enough to handle that chipset to take care of that chipset right which means we probably might see new macbook air and macbook pro so now this is pretty logical in my head because how else do you just get the chip out there you just talk about it and then wait for the device to come out in late november i don't think so i don't want that to happen i generally want if m2 is coming then this also should come out but then you know how apple works right so let's see how that turns out but let's i'm low key hoping for this to be true and at least introduce some kind of mac out there that is supportive to m2 and just gives us the speed that we're looking last but not the least the device that has been in discussion from 2013 14ish i believe 2015 is the ar vr headset or glasses or something like that we have heard a lot of rumors about this and i've already done an episode on uh, apple's vision related to ar and vr so if you're interested in like understanding it in depth then you can just go and check that out or we have also written a blog about it so you can just download our app and read it there but this one rumor has come out an hour ago and it is just a little uh, nonsensical to me to be honest because what we hear is that the device is going to be priced somewhere between 1000 to 3000 This is a very vague range in itself, but provided that you are giving extensions or like pro and superior models of the devices, then it makes us that the lowest variant is priced at thousand dollars and the highest variant is priced at three thousand dollars. Now here's the thing, okay? I do not understand why would anyone pay three thousand dollars for a VR headset or AR glasses or whatever the product is going to be. That is unreasonably high. However. I also had a similar opinion when AirPods Max was announced because when we heard rumors about AirPods Max prices the price tag that was 545 dollars was very expensive for an ANC headphone however when the device came out it turned out to be one of the best ANC that the world had ever witnessed even when you compare to the competitors out there that was XM4 and Bose 700 uh so 
you know even when the ar vr gadget comes out it probably is going to blow us out it's going to blow our minds out uh with the kind of features that it is going to have again virtual reality is not for everyone ar is not for everyone augmented reality virtual reality these are things that may not be required by normal citizens like us and it can be for high end ar vr developers or people who are venturing into meta stuff i'm sorry people who are venturing into metaverse and like trying to build out applications for that or just trying to do something like that or high end 3d work they are doing so for them uh it is going to be a technical device a pro tech device and that kind of justifies the price not in my head though but you can still think about it being a reasonable price however you know we have always talked about this rumor that apple wants to get rid of iphones once and for all and by the year 2030 we probably might not have iphones so if this thing is looked as a future replacement to iphones and it's being priced at bloody 3000 dollars and iphones are not going out of picture for a very long time not just in the next 8 years but for a very long time iphones are not going out of the picture if 3000 dollars is what we are priced uh, is the replacement price though now since the ar vr headset is also going to come out uh, we are going to see reality os also we know they have patented this we have heard a lot of things and again i've already done an in depth episode about the same so if you're interested to know more you can just check that out and this is what we're expecting to come out now i am really excited because my mind is very uncertain trying to understand and trying to figure out what the heck is this device going to be how is it going to look like what are the features that it is going to have and how is it going to impact our lives okay so i'm very excited and this time we have rock solid rumors that it's going to come out and after years and years of research i mean they went into a uh, pre launch research phase 2 research in february and now they've entered into advanced research advanced research definitely means that it is going to go live in a couple of days from now right which means you're going to see it in wwdc which makes me really excited to finally see the product and like just experience it in my hands and see how that turns out All right, that's all we know about WWDC for now. But we're going to be having a lot of exciting things to discuss. Like there are so many new operating systems and tons of rumors that have not gotten to us yet. So I can't wait for the launch to happen so that we can test the beta versions and just show it to you guys and you know draw our conclusions and like discuss and see all the features and give a first-hand experience to you guys. So don't forget to tune into the iGeeks Blog Show because this month is going to be. Very interesting. I'm going to try all the beta versions for you myself to be able to give you realistic opinions and true feedbacks on them. This is Harshanki signing off. I'm going to see you guys next week with more exciting, obviously WWDC content, and maybe testing some OS for you till then. You guys, stay safe, stay connected, keep following everything Apple on our application, or just connect with us on our social media channels and stay updated with everything Apple. Thank you and have a great day ahead.